Remember that the key to strategy in war, the key to strategy in competition, and the key to coming out on top in whichever endeavor you find yourself going toward is not for you to have this perfect, brilliantly executed plan. While it is important, but the whole idea of warfare is being able to adjust and move against your enemy's unexpected maneuvers, your unexpected whims, in order to accomplish what you really seek. It's not about having plan A that takes care of everything, but rather a plan A, B, and C to account for any changes that occur in the overall chaos of warfare. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Stoic Spirituality, a podcast where I look through, dissect, and analyze books that I've read throughout the past few years in the realms of human nature, psychology, and spirituality. My name is Juggin, and I'm just a student of the human nature experience, trying to illustrate and disseminate some ideas I've accumulated throughout the last few years. And so currently, I'm analyzing the book, The 33 Strategies of War, And from the last episode, we talked a little bit about the idea of decentralizing your forces or decentralizing your organization by not having such a very strict rule book in order to accomplish all your goals and aims, but rather allowing for a bit of chaos while having some clear guidelines to be set. And so going into this idea that we talked about last episode is not to have a very strict, unavoidable, unchangeable, set-in-stone kind of plan that is incredibly complex. Because more often than not, in strategy and in war, a simple plan is one that is more effective than a more complex plan. Because more often than not, complex plans will hinge on a variety of factors. And pretty much like a house of cards, If one card falls down, or one card does not align itself properly and gets knocked down, the whole house of cards has a high chance of falling down. So, the idea of winning a war is not, like I said, giving yourself so much of a complex plan that is apparently unassailable, but rather giving yourself more options than your opponent has. It's allowing yourself to exult in the idea that you have more opportunities to step back and to adjust your plan, adjust your strategy, and find a sense of strength than your opponent does. Structure is strategy. Analyzing your structure is strategy. So you may think that being able to decentralized is the best possible option in every single case. And while it might be, there is a contingency. There is a drawback. When you inherit a group, when you inherit an organization, when you inherit a lot of people that work under you, instead of jumping into this idea of decentralization, it's also very important to analyze the structure of the group you have been given. May it be a set hierarchy, May it be multiple individuals working out of the group or out of the loop? May it be a set of individuals who control more power than they should? It's overall irrelevant as to what the structure is in terms of what you want to do in terms of decentralization. 
but rather something important to do is analyze the set structure. Analyzing the structure that you are inheriting and altering it to suit your own purposes and finding exactly which buttons to push, finding exactly which places to pour your energy into with fluidity as your goal will allow you to adapt, improvise, and overcome any sort of shortcomings, any sort of disadvantages, or any sort of differences that you may find in the group you inherit. And like I said, the whole goal of strategy isn't one strict plan, but the idea of adjustment of plans. One overarching goal, but many sub-plans that reach said overarching goal. It's the idea of being able to adjust and move against your enemy's wings. And so this isn't something that you just jump into with no preamble whatsoever. It's hard for you to jump into an organization and simply change the structure to be decentralized. Because that's not how decentralization, that's not how strategy, that's not how controlled chaos works. Training and providing information to those who work under you is very much required. So the Mongols, their strategy was very fluid, very dynamic, and very, very hard to beat, which is why they conquered a large part of land. So what the Mongols did is through this idea of hunts, finding animals and hunting and killing them, this idea of fluidity, decentralized command, and this even philosophy of controlled chaos was instilled inside of them. And through these kind of exercises, they were able to create in themselves a way of life or ideology that allowed for this controlled chaos. And so what you must do is you must similarly find activities, exercises, or even just presentations that are intended to increase your troops' knowledge, trust, and ideology behind the philosophy you preach. Because then only will you find yourself actually enacting controlled chaos and having it be effective. And so while you may think that this is one methodology of going about your overall structure organization, I'm here to tell you that's perfectly right. It's not that decentralization is the only way to end up running an organization, but it is a way that takes the burden and weight off your own shoulders and allows it to disperse a little bit throughout those who work under you. It creates a sense of trust and belief in those who work under you, as opposed to you controlling every single element of every single plan. Because there's a word for that in our society. It's called a micromanager. And so I think that having or taking upon this ideology of decentralized command, while allowing yourself to control the goals, the the vision and overarching mission, you allow yourself to pick up on the important facts and leave the nitty-gritty to those who work under you. And that's how you find yourself with the winning strategy. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Stoic Spirituality. If you'd like to hear more content, feel free to drop me a follow on whichever platform you listen to this podcast on. And if you'd like to see more short-form content or videos of my podcast, feel free to check me out on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram at Stoic Spirituality. Thank you so much for listening and see you guys next time.